0: HR Wire podcast is supported by Seams Cloud LMS, the one stop solution for your retail and hospitality learning management solutions. Hello, podcasters. Welcome to another episode of the HR Wire. Today, with us, we have someone who has 36 years of experience in the hospitality industry, managing teams, and also an award winner, Hotlier of the Year 2017 18, Sue Williams. Very glad to have you on the show.
1: Oh, good afternoon andy yeah Happy to be with you today
0: Grant great so um I think from your experience, having worked for more than thirty six years um, in the hospitality business you you have hands on experience managing team so in today's episode, I think uh, we would want to you know uh, share with our listeners here some insights from your own experience around uh, creating employer branding and how it is important. Uh, you know, for a long term sustainability and to keep good talent uh, retained in hospitality business. So uh, before we get on to that, I think one thing that uh, needs to be done, it's so if you can take some time and, you know, give us a quick self intro about your career. Well, thank
1: you. Um, As you say, yes, 36 years already. I can't believe how time has flown. Um, I i I think i 'm of something of the accidental hotelier i uh, i didn 't have an exact game plan when I went to college, but I very soon became really hooked on on the uh, the, the industry i I love the I, lucky me you know people i find it fascinating i, I get it really find it really rewarding and uh, so yes, I was very convinced from an early age that this was the career for me and um, and i guess i've been on a very Steady trajectory with sort of no career breaks as going all, all the way through. But um, I, I very much sort of refer really to the the real nub of my career. The real uh, really sort of got some substance and got underway was when I joined Raymond Blanc at Le Manoir a cat Saison. Um Who knew? But when I started, well, when I started that the uh, the journey would be twelve years long. But it was uh, it is a fascinating business and so driven by standards and quality and the people and the guest focus is paramount so I you know, it galvanized and it resonated with me everything that they do and how they go about it and so it was, it was a wonderful um, episode of my career uh, joining in the restaurant team as restaurant hostess and then moving to guest services manager and eventually operations manager there over the 12 years and then I moved to join the team at the Bath Priory Hotel which was my first general manager's role. Okay. Uh, beautifully privately owned uh, house, uh, hotel just on the outskirts of Bath. And um, it, there's elements of that that reminded me of Le Manoir with its beautiful garden and its Michelin star and Relais, Relais and Chateau property. So I was very, uh, very happy to uh, take my first general manager's role there. And, um, and the, the job grew rather like Topsy because the owners went into um, acquisition mode and uh, soon after I started, they'd bought Sydney House Hotel in Chelsea. And uh, then they went on to buy Gidley Park down in Devon, which uh, some will know is another Relais and Chateau property, which for many years held two Michelin stars. And um, that was just a, a, another great role. It, it stretched me, grew me. I, I started to do quite a lot of project work. Um, we, we closed Gidley Park and took it through an 11-month long uh, re- refurbishment and uh, extension program so that sort of grew my experience if you like on that side of uh, the project side of things and I was with them for nine and a half years and then I knew that um, Clifton House Hotel in Berkshire was changing hands and um, I, I perhaps took the view that sometimes with change of ownership there's change at the top and I wrote a speculative letter um, applying or stating my interest in the opportunity should it become available. And, well, long story short, four months later, I, I joined the team um, and heading up Clifton as general manager, um, which was just the most amazing chapter of my career. Absolutely loved it. Again, stretched me hugely through project work. We went uh, through a 20 million pound uh, refurbishment programme at the time. And of course, that was very much more about heritage and having to really understand all those nuances of working in a, one, a grade one star listed property. Um, so that, that made it all the more tricky, but of course, all the more interesting. And um, I very much enjoyed that role four and a half years until I found or well, this opportunity came up here at Watley Manor Hotel, which is very much back in my home territory, which is a joy to be working back close to home in a lovely privately owned uh, property where I find that I really connect with the owners, a lot of shared values. And um, you know it is also a relais and chateau with a Michelin-starred food offering and beautiful setting. In fact, there's lots about Watley Manor that remind me of um, Le Manoir in its earlier days. I feel I've got my own mini memoir to uh, to love and to steer now.
0: Okay. In fact, I was just picking up from what you said. And if, if you decide to pen down... Your journey, uh, uh where, you know, in a book. I think it, it should be mm-hmm. called Accidental Hot Lear. I guess. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'll do just fine.
0: Welcome to HR Wire Podcast, the one
1: place that talks everything HR with your host, Andy.
0: All right. Now, um, can I ask you, um, I, what I know about hospitality business is that it's it's more of a very people-driven business and more importantly, your internal team or your you know employees for that fact. Yes. Is, is that so? Because I, I, I always uh, have just read about insights or facts around saying that the attrition rate or the kind of, uh, you know, um, people leaving and coming in or uh, is very high in hospitality business so what 's the what 's the real trick here? Is there a secret sauce <laughs> uh,
1: no trick I would say but yes you 're you're, you're right for me it is all about the people and i 'm um, not naive you know I understand these are multi million pound assets that we are um, responsible for as general managers, but the route to to, to turning them into commercially successful uh, revenue profit generating um, Businesses is by finding the right people and just making it as interesting and as rewarding as possible for for the team, so that they have this reason, the reason to stay. I always want to give them the why. Why am I doing this day in, day out? And I think that is really not prevalent And I do understand it. I think a lot of other hoteliers. I I feel for them. You know, they're they're bigger assets again. And it depends who the owner is and what their drivers are. But it's sometimes harder to have the luxury to give quite so much time or focus to the people. But where we can, I think as an industry, we're absolutely duty bound to to recognize that it's all about the people.
0: Great. So I think that's something we're going to discuss today as well. So, you know, um, for for our listeners, um, Sue has agreed on sharing some of her uh, secrets with us in terms of whatever she've collected over the years in terms of um, you know how uh, employer branding is relevant for retaining talent and she's going to share with us uh, I I wouldn't say simple five steps but Mm -hmm. more of a uh, five steps in ensuring the right employer branding is done to retain your superstar employees. So mm. I think let's dive into it. So what do you say? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So Please if do. if you had to start, uh, let's say at step one, what what it what it what would it be?
1: Well, I think if a general manager, if if you find that your ownership and yourself and your values are aligned, it's absolutely the strongest sort of step one. Um, I think that you know I, I know here and my certain scenario is that I, I have a family who really value and like, care about their property but they really care about their people and um, it was one but one word effectively that I was given as my steer as what I must you know it was almost like a non-negotiable that I must apply as, as I manage this property and it was all about respect and it was that it was that I was to drive that through the, the people that it was about respecting each other respecting our guests and respecting our property. So I have to say, when you, when you sort of take away all the words and the fluff and you just drill back down to one word, respect is a gift. You know, it, it, It's a really strong tool for me to be able to, set, you know, to, to use that through the business.
0: Okay. All right. So that's step one is in terms of having that integrity and maintaining a sense of respect and ownership within the that's team. It. That's all right. right. Okay. So step two, what would be step two like?
1: Well, it, it is... It's um, Taking those uh, the values of your owners and, and actually asking them to be present when you're trying to uh, you're, you're meeting with the team so uh, for example, when I arrived at Watley Manor, my brief was very much to to take it through a, a big change uh, cycle. You know it, it was a fine property and traded you know for all the fifteen years before I came along, but it had slightly lost its way, and the owner wanted this sort of uh, a strong change. To take place so I asked the owners to stand with me when I met with the team and, and I would have a number of um, staff addresses I guess I would call them where I would gather the team together and just start to convey the message about how we were going to take the, the property on this uh, this sort of new trajectory and um, that, the, that running through it was going to be the values how we valued our people and the respect with which we were going to kind of drive the whole Change model, and I actually asked the owners to stand with me. They didn't really need to contribute, but that they were there, present when I was having those first few meetings, meant that the team knew for sure that that you know all keep um, people in the business were uh, aligned and wanting this for the business.
0: All right, so that means you have to have a strong internal communications that set out, and and how often do you do that? I mean, I, I'm guessing it's more of a daily affair, or is. It- Yes,
1: there's no question. We certainly do use um, induction. I mean, I guess that's a, an obvious step for everybody. Um, I make sure that I attend each induction, which in our case is probably about sort of twice a month, uh, new, new uh, colleagues joining us. And I make sure that I uh, drive some time into my diary that I'm present and I'm the one that sort of presses the, the message about the vision. Uh, well, I let them know a bit about me, so i 'm very transparent about sort of the um, the, you know, the professional sort of journey that i 've been on, and then I sort of talk about the, the vision for the hotel and uh, and talk about our values and make sure that they hear it from I guess the leader of the business uh, from day one yeah. all right
0: so okay so that's that 's in terms of step two so what what would be step three like
1: um, i I think it's coming up with a uh, it, again, going back to vision, so they kind of mold a little bit, meld one into the other, but to yeah. ha- to, to have a vision, you know what are some of those sort of me- mechanisms by which you can kind of help clarify it, paint the picture for the team, but sometimes it's it's something like as simple as awards, having a sort of a joint goal of of a particular one, two, or three awards that you want to sort of try and achieve uh with the team in in the year. And, um, and understanding what the sort of criteria are for those and, and communicating that down with the team and, and making it an exciting journey. I think this isn't, this isn't mechanics, although, of course, it's very useful to have individual lines to focus on. But I think it's the, the again, it's the why. Why are we doing it? It's because it's exciting. We want to be proud. And it's all these sort of words that you need to sort of push through the, the, to the, the teams and, and invariably very young teams, of course. And they, they don't... Unless you really state the why, they they really just almost like to drift through the mechanics of, I don't know, this is how I make the coffee. This is how I put it on the tray. This is how I deliver it to a guest. Of course, it's important that we hit a certain standard, but it's a little bit, why am I just going through this routinely? But it's because, you know, I would then weave in that our value is to make sure that that's the best possible experience. And once I, have as a, a member of the team, learnt how to make that coffee and how to serve it, then I want to... I want the team to know that I want them to give of themselves, so I want this personality to come through, so you 've got to train you 've got to give them the knowledge you 've got to give their therein, hopefully give them the confidence, and then they can go and give of themselves and I think that 's what kind of makes a step difference of i 'm just putting that coffee down or i 'm making it a really wonderful little experience and, and integration you know with the guests so I, I try to sort of take them on those sort of stages if you like, while they 're learning and yeah the the why
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's ownership internal communication vision and awards so that's four out of five so what would be the last step in this week really
1: well the, the the big piece that i would say and i think this is is
0: new focus for
1: for us all with our people is is sustainability and i really do mean our environmental credentials um not only should we, I think is incredible business focus on how we can do right by the planet and ensure we waste less and we we mark we we manage those processes of waste and everything but much better, everything from our procurement, the whole plastic story of course it's', it's a huge in depth subject in itself, but I think it's 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 a, what I know here at Whatley it's a huge part of our 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 credentials if you like because I think it's a subject not only, I mean, I think it's very important to young people today. That's what I'm getting to. I think, I think more and more we, we hear of the, um, the people like Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old Swedish girl who is sitting outside Parliament in Sweden and, and encouraging the other youngsters to sort of get behind the whole, um, getting the message over to, to the members of Parliament that they kind of can affect change. That there's no political will, but these youngsters are now rallying behind Greta And they're all teenagers. And it's so important to them because they understand that the problems of global warming are going to affect their later years. You know, we've just 11 years as a race to prevent the Earth's temperature going up by 1.5 degrees. And if we don't do that as a collective, tipping points are going to happen. And it's going to be much harder for these people who will be in their early 20s, um, mid 20s when these problems strike so that they are. You know, it's really important to them. So I think, as an employer and employer brand, if you've got your sustainability credentials in place and you've managed to reduce your carbon footprint as much as you credibly can, while still delivering a five-star experience for your guest, um, then I think that's going to be something that is going to be on their search criteria when they're looking for their next hotel to work in. And we've already had a small win in, in that. And it might only be one employee at this stage. But it's really only been since February of 2019 that we've started really in a very focused sustainability journey here at Watney. And um, at the beginning of July this year, we recruited a young lady for our restaurant team. And uh, she acted when well, I was in induction and I was so talking about as well the values of our sustainability and she said oh i know she said that's why i uh, i wanted to work at Watney. i had other opportunities closer to home but i wanted to work for you and i just think you know i, I felt it in my bones a few months you know this is the this is absolutely going to be an important part of our ability to recruit quality people going forward um making us as sort of a brand of uh, choice um that i, I you know I, I see in the next sort of 12 18 months this becoming really Really, uh, more of a much more of
0: a priority. No, that's that's not a point that everyone speaks of, but I'm glad uh, mm. there's someone who is actually uh, putting, uh, giving it it the importance it deserves. And I think from a hiring perspective, like you said, um, uh, now that we have we crossed over the five steps, I, I want to ask you that um, in terms of hiring new people, and this is something you've already said about when it comes to hiring uh, younger guys or younger mm, people mm. Uh, these are sus- points like sus- sustainability and all these come into picture but then um, i think for being in, being an hr professional these days is not easy because it's 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 becoming more like marketing than anything else mm. in fact uh, how difficult is it to get the right talent uh, in the hospitality business i mean um you, you gave me an insight around sus- sustainability and how that's actually given you one convert. I think even one is a brilliant story to say, right? Yes. But uh, what's your uh, takeaway been in terms of the kind of practices, you know, you have been doing to attract and retain, I mean, yeah. or attract the right talent?
1: Yes. I think it's the, the, the story that you, you put out, that, you know, the, all the messages, they've, they've got to kind of... Um, connect in in terms of just making it uh, you know what, why would they choose us i have to say and, and i'm and i'm i understand it genuinely is very difficult in industry uh, you know I've, I've been through obviously different hotels and different experiences in recruiting but we're not finding it difficult to recruit and attract quality people at this time and i do think it's in part it's the story that is emanating out of Whatley at the moment because we've got a particularly exciting food story going on so um, chefs, I know everybody is very much stating, gosh, we can't recruit chefs for love and the money. We have a very, very credible uh, team here. And really, we've just got one person we'd like to recruit, a pastry chef at the moment. But apart from that, we've got everybody that we need. And we've been sort of holding out for the people that we want. And, and it, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, how the youngsters, they connect through Instagram, you know, let's have it said. So if your chef is a very credible guy who's, who is, who is. Everything about the way he speaks, his tone of voice, the, the, the results and, you know, accolades that he's picked up so far. He himself is a very young man. He started with us at 25. He's only 28 now. And um, that that makes for an exciting story. And, um, you know, of course, we, we share that at every opportunity when we can. And uh, social media being a big primary one. But, um, you know, we're finding it's being picked up and people are approaching us direct uh we've had the same now we've uh, recently our food and beverage manager has been with us for two and a half years and our sommelier also leaving us but he's been with us for three years and so that's always a time when you go oh gosh sad to lose them gosh it's going to be difficult but in actual fact we've had direct approaches for, for those roles and uh, internationally you know one person joining us from sweden for example and a really top caliber and, and I, and I'm, maybe I'm just very, very lucky, but I don't think it's just luck. I think it is very much about the message that the entire, you know, collective of your unit. What's, what's the whole, everything within it, uh, making it exciting, making it of the moment, um, making sure you you look at yourselves inwardly and just saying, you know, is this current? You're not just bringing about change for change's sake. You're bringing it about because it's a, it's a little bit in line with what your customers of today are looking for. You know, it's so looking a bit what's going on around the world. It's a little bit of looking at what's going on in London. Um, but then how would you apply that in a, in a much smaller unit in the Cotswolds? Um, and there are little snippets to be gained and, you know, put that all together. Um, you make yourselves sort of, yeah, current of the moment, switched on. And uh, hopefully, I think not, a trend is not, I wouldn't like to use, but it's, it's kind of what our em, young employees looking for at this time. Making sure you 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 fit that.
0: Now talking about that, um, I I see you told that there's a lot of direct approaches. But which are the channels that where you get these direct approaches? Is it LinkedIn, Instagram, or just directly onto your website? Because I I see you you actively use LinkedIn to you know shout out new job roles and trying to hire people. So yes. which has worked for you actually?
1: Oh yes, you no, know, those are the the three routes we use. It's uh, direct through our website, LinkedIn, and Instagram different things instagram is is much more weighted to the food world and so therefore the kitchen team um linkedin um across the board that can be sort of food and beverage what have you but our own website really directly for those food and beverage roles and um front office roles and things like that yes They, they work at the moment it is all online for certain
0: okay now, uh one thing that I also want to ask you. You spoke about the induction process you have uh, yes. where, you know, someone joins in you. So, can you can you walk me through is there is there something uh, that you feel that you do differently i mean from your you know from your own experiences in the past is there something that you currently feel that you know that you're doing differently and that everyone else should follow when it comes to induction process that is
1: gosh not so not so different I mean, and again every general manager they've got different time pressures i just think i'm I, for me it's it's a very good investment of my time uh, so i absolutely do my utmost to, to be a all of those because i just think if you that little bit of investment you put in time you conveying that message day one to these these new team members um hopefully will save you time further down the road because it'll it I, I, I don't i think it's quite fun because they talk about onboarding don't they so important to get this onboarding day one right so again i don't think that plenty of general managers probably are doing that um, but I think that is, is vital if you if you can. It just says you're important to me and I'm giving you 20 minutes or so of my time, half an hour of my time. And that's a really, you know, it's, it's an important thing to do. Um, there's no question I, I, we would cover everything else in the mechanics that I guess every other hotelier would. But most definitely the fact that we have individual training programs drawn up for each colleague that we can share day one and woven into that is our sustainability message so the sustainability that is obviously that's key across the property but is pertinent to them in their department so particularly i say food and beverage again go back to that but it's it's like yes we're all about segregating our waste but how do you do it and what are you segregating and, and where would you do that? And how do you do it in the food and beverage department? It's going to be different between them and the spa girls or team or the housekeeping members or anything like that. So we make their sustainability message very clean and clear and, and tailored to them uh, sort of as well on day one. It's probably slightly different to other people at the moment.
0: OK. Well, on that note, you know, being a hotlier for so long and uh, having managed a team, um, How much of how much of these, um, you know, have changed uh, because of technology? I mean, especially in the training or induction or hiring process, uh, you know, of of Mm. staffing for hospitality, how how, because I've been told that hospitality as an industry still lives in the old ages when it comes to technology adoption. Is that really true? Or, you know, have you seen anything change yourself?
1: Oh yeah, no, I, I don't think it is true. I think, for the most part, uh, you know, we all understand that it's uh, to to attract the youngsters today. It's, it's all about uh, digital, <laughs> and um, I I think if you're not engaged in that way, then you really don't stand a chance of capturing your your quota. I I, I do think people, yeah, yeah, our industry is is up to speed. Um, I'm sure there's others are doing it slightly better than what have you I mean we're not tech we're hospitality people first and foremost it's true it is slightly a juxtaposition from you know being the the gregarious hospitality people to just being all things digital but one definitely facilitates the other and um, it's certainly the youngsters of today of course are completely aren't they attached to their phones (laughs) and uh, moving very quickly and I think that is the point of difference. You just have to be in, in incredibly quick off the mark and be able to be agile in the world of recruitment to be able to capture the, the best talent coming through
0: so is there is there anything that you feel that as far leaders or hR managers in hospitality is there a i wouldn't say trend is probably the wrong word, but is there anything within the technology realm that you feel that the industry needs to catch up with is there any specific point
1: gosh um no I'm I can't think of one particularly um no it's it's just the word pace you know it's it's not a, a technical tidbit that I could share but I would just say it's that being very quick to react and making the process I mean clearly you've got to sort of check people's credentials and what have you but it's making that process as swift as as possible because they're just running at a million miles an hour these uh, millennials and the like and so you just have to make sure your pace as a brand sort of matches that really yeah
0: all right all right so so many thanks for uh spending so much of time with us. I'm, i'm i'm sure you have a very busy schedule I hope you enjoyed uh, our our discussion here. And uh, I'm going to leave Sue's LinkedIn uh, link on the description of this podcast if any of our listeners want to get in touch with her. But, Sue, many thanks for joining us today.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much.